Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Lovability Show. Uh, it is Friday, and uh, I have missed you guys. It's been three weeks, so we uh, we were going on that every other week schedule, and then uh, Easter hit, Good Friday, and just kind of threw us off. So, uh, so it's been a while. I am just trying to find my notes, and here they are. Uh, so it's just me today, me and Ziggy, the producer, and uh, all of you. So uh, I'm counting on you to, uh, I'm counting on all of you to chime in today uh, with your comments and questions. Uh, so this particular topic's kind of fun. I have lots of little rants I'm sure I'm going to go on today, but this topic was fun for me. I was literally per uh, perusing uh Instagram one night and saw this list of, you know, like things you can't control, blah, blah. And I thought that's, that's a fun topic. I could really embellish on that. And of course, added my own and have my own spin on it, given what I do. Um, but welcome, Jamie, Colleen. Good to see you guys. Uh, I know it doesn't give me all, everybody that's on, but I know all of you are starting to, to kind of join. And, and so chime in. Uh, when you want, uh, so we'll we'll just kind of jump in. You know, it's interesting. I uh, I was looking at a post right before I came. I was checking to see if I had a charge on my iPad, uh, and um, and I saw the post from somebody, and she was talking about marriage, and she said, "I thought it was supposed to be till death do you part, for richer, for poorer, blah blah blah." And it started making me think about, and it just really rolls into today's topic. And my comment to her was, "You're supposed to be like those. That's those are what the vows are. But so much has changed. This is this doesn't seem to be a world that is committed to much. And that that is sad for me to say on my part because I do this for a living, and I'm not I'm not jaded about it. It's not that I'm jaded saying that people aren't committed to anything. It's just kind of factual." <laughs> It's really hard to get people to commit to things these days, and it's uh, it's it's kind of sad. Um, it is not to say that there aren't people that are committed because there are. I mean, I'm a matchmaker. I have plenty of very on fire committed people looking for other committed people. But as you're out there doing what I do, which is talking to people and interviewing people, you kind of see people are very, which is where it rolls in today's today's topic. People are very committed to their own pleasure. They're very committed to what feels good to them. And when something stops feeling good to them, they're done with it. I mean, it's 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 really, really, it's sad, but it's true. Hey, Ted, from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, my hometown. 
so I'm not missing the pollen right now, Ted. I just have to tell you, my parents just got back from there and everything's yellow, like beyond yellow. And, uh, oh, it's bad. It's super bad. Uh, it's one of the reasons I left Atlanta. I couldn't handle the pollen. Um, but, uh, hey, hey, Jamie, good to see you. Glad you joined us. Uh, it's, you know what, it's, I, I love seeing you guys on the show, uh, good quality people. You know, I'm very, very blessed to have an audience uh, like all of you. And, and by the way, I do love your comments. So, uh, so chime in, you guys are the ones out there dating. And yes, I get a feel for what's happening out there because of what I do, but you guys have a whole other experience. So feel free to, uh, to join uh, in on the conversation as we go. Um, and yes, Ted, it's really tough. Um, no pollen. Okay, so uh, so let's talk about the whole thing of, you know, what does this whole thing mean about um, things we can't control in a relationship, letting go of the things you can't control. Um, basically, what that is, is really knowing your own boundaries and and going in a relationship as who you are, powerfully as who you are, knowing who you are and what you want, um, not being uh, influenced in any way by anything anybody else is doing or what somebody else wants. This is super important um, because it goes along with the boundary thing. You're not, it's not your job to make somebody like you, whether it's a, it's a first date a third date, a hundredth date, or your, you know, 10th year together. We're, it, a relationship is about two individuals coming together to, to join together to make each other's lives and experiences better and greater and more joyful. And at least most of the time. <laughs> and, uh, and it's, but it's not about just trying to make somebody else happy and meet their needs all the time. It's a mutual thing. And I feel like that's so important to know as, and remember as we go into this dating thing, don't worry about meeting somebody else's needs in the sense of making them happy. Who, who do they want me to be? You know, this is what they're looking for. So this is how I'm going to show up. No, you show up as you powerfully as you, and then they get to decide whether or not you're for them or not realistically. Uh, the amount of times I hear people say, well, I was nervous on the first date or I, you know, I, I had a, I had a bad week and I shouldn't have gone on the date and I wasn't myself. Well, you don't get to do that over, you know, you don't get to do that over. So you go on, if you go on a date, you show up. You know, you show up as you, you show up authentically. And even if you've had a bad week, say, you know, why not communicate it and let them know that you're not feeling quite like yourself that, you know, but you didn't want to miss that opportunity to see them. I wouldn't say cancel a date because of it. Uh, so, uh, hey, Cindy, love your face. Uh, Jim, have acceptance and allowing, uh, or, or have acceptance and allowing become dying virtues. Um, uh, kind of, <laughs> um, I, I think we all need to check ourselves on those. Um, because I think those are a couple, you know, you just think about these stupid phones, right? Like a new one comes out all the time, right? Everybody's replacing everything all the time. And somehow, some way relationships have fallen into that same replaceable mode and they're not. 
And, uh, and grace, accepting and allowing, which is what I would call grace, that is something that I believe people are missing. There's some people that extend too much grace and don't hold any boundaries at all and are willing to be whatever somebody else wants them to be, which always falls apart because you're not yourself and eventually it will come out. But but uh, I'm bouncing around a lot. I'm sorry. I have this energy drink that I'm drinking. So my mind's going in 8,000 different directions. But I think grace too is with other people. You know, when we talk about extending grace and acceptance, Every single person we meet that comes to us in our life, regardless if it's a friend, a coworker, or a potential relationship, they're different than us. They had a different experiences, a different childhood. They have different perceptions than us. And this is where that acceptance allowing slash grace comes in. And the fact that we've our job is to get to know somebody else without judgment, right? Without judgment or need for them to be something they are not. It's not fair to try to hold somebody to a standard that they don't fit because it's not who they are. Uh, so that's kind of the whole point of the conversation today is talking about letting go of those things, letting go of control, showing up uh, to learn about somebody uh, and understand sometimes the differences and the things that are not like you would benefit you, right? So, uh, so we we've got to we've got to go in with an open mind, as Ziggy said uh, before the show started. Um, okay, so first thing we can't change is if somebody else needs help, if somebody else isn't healthy, if they're not in a space to be in a relationship, if they have. Uh, wounds from their past or pain or childhood wounds, it's not your problem. And I'm not saying that from an unempathetic point of view. I'm saying it from a point of view, you can't fix them. And guys, you need to hear this more than you ladies do. Although ladies, you like to fi the fixer-uppers too. But, uh, but you guys love to fix things, uh, not just stuff in your garage, but you love to fix broken women. And um, it's not your job and you can't do it. Um, ultimately, what happens, guys, is when you try to fix her, um, initially she may accept it because she'll see it as loving and something she never got before because she's broken and somebody she doesn't she didn't get love somewhere so you're giving her something she never had but when it doesn't work because it's not going to work because it's from you and it's not from her she didn't do the work you're doing the work for her right what's going to happen is it's going to turn on you right and i guarantee there's people out there listening or that are going to listen to the show that are going to go yep that happened exactly to me you're going to become the enemy because you came in as the savior, and you can't save anybody. And ladies, this goes for you too. We can't save anybody else. We can only save ourselves. When you try to save somebody else, you put yourself in a position of, of a savior, and you're ultimately going to fail because let's just face it, God is the only only savior, right? Jesus is the only savior, and it's not you. Um, uh, so, so having said that, um, it, don't try because it, it'll eventually get turned on you. And uh, that then then the relationship falls apart. Uh, anybody relate to that, especially you guys? Um, but don't think you're going to go into a relationship with somebody and change them. I can change 
you know, I can change that. I can make them better. I can make them happier. I can heal that wound. I can show them that all girls are not the same or all guys are not the same. If that's a story going on in your head, let it go. Accept them for who they are, who they are today broken. Give them the number of a good therapist and send them on their way, right? Um, if you really like them, that would be the best thing to do. And, and I think that in, in those situations, it's, a, it's very important to remember people aren't going to change unless they themselves want to change. So you going in and trying to change for them, it's definitely not going to stick. So Yeah, absolutely. No, you're correct. Uh, so you're so wise behind that mask back there. Um, so, hey, Martha, good to see you. Elton, good to see you. Grace. Kelly, welcome. Good to see y'all. Uh, okay, so uh, here's another uh, another thing on the list that is awesome that some of you need to hear. You can't change somebody's level of commitment to you. So what, wherever they are is where they are. And I hear this so often that people go on a first date with somebody or right at the beginning of a relationship, somebody will say, you know what? I'm not in the same place, you know, I'm not in that place yet, or I'm not ready for a relationship yet, or, you know, I've just gotten out of a relationship, I'm still healing, I'm not there yet. Nothing you do, you know, it doesn't matter whether you slap on a Superman or, you know, Batwoman or Catwoman or whatever cape, I don't know what what, what kind of capes women wear, but, um, but it doesn't matter what cape you put on, you're not going to, you're not going to change that. It doesn't matter how great you are and amazing you are, if they're where they are, commitment-wise, it's where they are right? And you just have to accept that. So if, if you hear them tell you where they are, listen and accept it and move accordingly, right? If somebody tells you they're not available, they're not ready for a relationship, don't stay unless you yourself are not ready for a relationship. Because what happens, and again, so many of you, <laughs> hey, Karen, uh, so many of you that are listening have been here You've been here. You think you can change it. You get down the road a little bit, and then you go, they told me. They told me they weren't ready, I, right? Because I counsel people, and I hear that what they told me. People aren't going to change that. You're not going to change that for them. Somebody's level of commitment to something, anything, is in them. It has nothing to do with you or your influence or your greatness. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with them and their level of healing and readiness. And we've all been there, right? I will say, I wish people wouldn't date if they're not ready though. If they're not, if they don't want a commitment, like why are you out there dating people that do? Don't do that. So if that's you, don't do that. Because if clearly, if somebody is wanting a commitment and you don't, you're you're setting yourself and them up for failure and heartache, and that's not fair either. So, okay, uh, so stay. You can't make somebody stay, repair, work it out, or choose you. All good points. Um, people are going to do what they want to do. <laughs> it's it is such a freeing moment when you realize in your life that everything somebody else does is 
because of who they are and their choices and their desires. It has nothing to do with you. I was just telling a friend the other day that got cheated on massively in her she was engaged to a guy and then found out he'd been cheating on her all along. And she said, I just, I don't understand how I missed this. I don't understand like what I did. And I said, you didn't do anything. You're not the one that cheated. Like a cheating, which is a whole other show, which we should do one on. Cheating has nothing to do with the person that was cheated on. It, you could be, and usually the people that get cheated on are amazing people. Um, it, it's not about you. A, somebody that it, that isn't ready, that isn't in the same place, that isn't a commitment type person, um, that isn't where you are, that is a cheater. It's it's because of what who they are and what their values are and what their character is about and their integrity and it has nothing to do with you. So keep in mind who somebody else is coming in is who they are, right? And um, nothing you do in all of your greatness or non-greatness or, you know, hard work or um, therapy or whatever you bring to the table, it's not going to make somebody else change. It is amazing being in counseling for as long as I have. I've seen two people come in where one person wants to work it out and the other doesn't. I usually don't want to see the person who doesn't. <laughs> and the reason why, I mean, I know that's, that's crazy to say, but the reason I don't is because I'm, try, I'm, I'm not going to spend my time and energy trying to convince somebody to stay in a relationship or to do the work in a relationship that they don't want to do. They have to realize that on their own. So... If you're one of those people that's in a relationship or find yourself in a relationship where you need somebody else, you, you desire them to change, um, you're in a different place than they are, uh, you do the work on you and they'll either show up or they won't. So I've just found in therapy that I'd rather not see that other person because they're going to resent being in front of me. They're going to resent the person that brought them to be in front of me um, because they didn't want to be there and they don't want to work it out. Where if I start changing the behaviors and the actions and the reactions of the person that is coming and they change their behavior toward that person, it doesn't have to be in a negative way. It just could mean doing things differently and responding differently, it automatically changes their relationship. And sometimes they show up. They do. It happens. So, uh, but it's because something changed, the dynamic changed in the relationship, the way that their partner was responding, different from when they were. And they had, they made a decision that maybe they saw, well, I don't want to lose this person. I can see I'm losing this person and I don't want to lose them. So I'm ready to do the work. But the decision has to be made by the person that the other person, right? You can't control or make them do whatever you want them to do or change the outcome of a relationship on your own. There's two people and you can't change that, that. So you can't rip. Here's this, you can't repair it by yourself. Um, you can't repair it by yourself. Of course you can. Of course you can't. But you can repair you, right? Broken relationship, you're not happy, you get help, you can repair you. And what I tend to find is when there's two people, one person wants to do the work, 
one person wants to heal the relationship, they go to get help, they do heal, and all of a sudden they start realizing that they are not in the right relationship anyway. So that's usually what happens is when they get out of that, I think I just posted about this the other day, when they get out of that mindset of fear of losing somebody and they realize what they're really looking at and what they're really in, they go, it's not so great anyway. I don't know that I want to be here. So, uh, so repair you, which is all you can repair. Uh, and you can't, afford, you can't force others to take accountability. God, I wish you could. That would be really something. Um, it would be nice. It would be it? nice. Yeah, that's a, that seems to be a word uh, that, uh, Richard, you were talking about earlier, uh, that accountability. That seems to be one of the things that we tend to be losing a little bit, I think, in society is um, people's accountability to their actions. If we could just help people see that everything they do and say and choose is that is theirs, right? This is what you can control, by the way. So I'm teaching you the opposite right now. What you can control is you, right? Um, how we control ourselves, how we control ourselves and everything else is by being accountable to our own, own choices and actions. So um, you can't control somebody else's willingness to be accountable. Uh, I get so many of you that have been in relationships with narcissists, too. Uh, and, you know, it, narcissists are addicts. That's the other thing. Uh, addicts, the accountability factor in that, even even recovered addicts. Sorry if, if some of you are, because I'll say it to your face. <laughs> the hardest challenge of, of a recovering addict is to take accountability for everything, their actions, their words, their choices, their everything. Uh, and even when somebody stops drinking or taking drugs, that accountability factor tends to still be lagging. And it's something they always have to work on and knowingly have to work on. But it's the same thing in narcissistic relationships. I mean, that whole taking accountability, looking objectively at yourself, um, knowing, you know, what when you've done something wrong or uh, could have done better. Um, it's not the way the brain of a narcissist works to be able to do that. You can, nothing you do, you could talk to your blue in the face, you could paint a picture, you could literally paint a picture. You could have their friends tell them they're not going to believe anything they're not willing to see, right? So and it's not just an it's just anybody. You're not going to change anybody's mind or make them be accountable for something that they're not willing to look at and be accountable for, right? Don't waste your breath and don't waste your energy. Uh, and uh, Ron says, empty people cheat. They do. They do. You know what, Ron, that's a really good point. And I really do want to do a show on that. I just want to do it with a guy because <laughs> there's a lot to bounce off on that subject. Um, and I don't want to be accountable to that whole conversation because there's a lot to it. Um, but you are right. I, I think that is, you know, such a key point is that when people that are empty, the, the, not, no one person can fill the need of someone that is missing something, right? Um, and uh, things, things we can't make others do, I'm just going to add one right here. You can't make someone see their self-worth. So 
no matter how much you tell them you love them, no how much how tell them how great they are and how sexy they are and whatever it is, if they don't believe that about themselves, it just it's it's not gonna it's not gonna work. Outside in isn't the way it goes. It's gotta be inside out. And empty people cheat because they don't feel worthy. And so they're trying to get validation. Uh, and they're trying to get validation from the outside. And they need other people to do that. So the more that they are loved, adored, and wanted, even if it's superficial, it fills a need that they feel like they don't have. And it's very sad. And it's very, uh, it's very temporary, which is why people keep doing it. Okay. Uh, okay, we. This is a good one too. So, uh, let's talk about um, priority. So, um, if you're not first in somebody's life, um, you can't make yourself be first, right? And I, I, this whole first thing is a conversation in itself. But I'm not who people put first because I hear all the time, "Well, God's first and you know, children are first. And, you know, so there's all this conversation, which I don't want to get into about what's, what should come first, but you should be a priority, right? You should be a priority. I'm sorry. I have a hair in my eye. Like top five at a minimum, right? Do what? Top five at a minimum, right? Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say the top. I mean, you at the, you have to be the very top. I mean, everybody wants to be a priority, but if you are not a priority to somebody, you can't make yourself be, right? I hear people in the dating world and in marriage and in relationships that go, you know, you, you need to stop spending all this time with your friends. You need to stop you know, um, all this time you spend with your kids and you don't focus on me. I mean, it's, it's pointless to have that conversation. A person will show you by their actions and by the time that they spend, what is a priority to them, what they value. And if it's not you, you can't make them. You can't make, you can't change their mind and where you fit in their life, right? And that doesn't mean that you're not great and you're not worthy of being at the top. It just means that this person doesn't value you. And it's not just you personally, but it may, they may not value relationships that way. And it may not have anything at all to do with you. It may have to do with the fact that that's the way they were raised, that it was all about the kids and, or it was all about, you know, God first and, and that they're just following the footsteps, right? So you can't change that though. If you're not a priority, don't try to force somebody to make you a priority. You either are or you're not. So you have to watch where people are putting you in their life. If they can't take time out to spend time with you, quality time with you. And guys, let me just say this. I mean, and it's not all women. So it's not, I, I, there's plenty of you guys out there that your love language is quality time. But women are very emotionally built. So the way you build a connection with a woman is by being with her, by being there for her. Um, and, and, and a woman wants to feel an emotional connection before she feels a sexual connection with you. And so it's super important, super important, guys, that when you're starting to date somebody or you want to date people or you're in a relationship, that you are making her... 
you're making her a priority. You're putting the effort in. You're spending time with her. You're telling her how you feel. Um, you know, because again, all of those things, helping a woman feel safe and secure in your company is going to help her feel safe and secure in your company. And then you get what you want. Not that you guys just want sex, because I know you don't, but ultimately the way a, uh, you know, the way a man tends to um, filter things is through that chemistry and through that sexual connection. And women aren't going to feel that until they feel an uh, emotional connection to you. And it doesn't have to be all about feelings, but it does have to be all about a connection. So, uh, hey, Martha. Hey, Colleen. Uh, Martha says, we can only control how we respond to others. That is true. That is true. And, and let us not overthink things too, right? Super important lesson. We can only control how we respond to other people. Please, everybody's so, so important. I don't know why it made me think of this because I think of owning our own boundaries, how we respond. Don't take anybody else's stuff in and try to process it and and blow it out as something it's not. And we all do this, whether somebody may text messages us or doesn't text message us, or they certain actions that they take or don't take, we interpret them and perceive them our way. And we can't do that because that's that's our own filter. And everybody has their own, but we're we're taking somebody else's actions and behaviors and words and putting them in our filter. And that's not fair. So we just have to get really good at, and I keep doing this with boundaries. If this is what we can control, as Martha said, who we are, what we say to others, how we respond, which is correct. Um, we also have to be very careful not to take on what other people are dishing out too. You know, just because somebody said something or did something, look to clarify versus judge or make some um, uh, some idea about what something they said meant, right? So, so get clarification um, because we don't understand where somebody else is coming from and it's their stuff. That's all, also one of my favorite lessons in life is, you know, regardless of what happens, and this is, this show is all about boundaries, but understanding that as Martha said, this all we can control is who is us, who we are, how we show up, what we say, how we respond or don't respond. Um, and what everybody else does, because this is us, what we can control, just us, everything else, the whole world and everybody else out in it, that's, that's their stuff. So it doesn't matter what they come to you with, um, whether it's anger, judgment, um, you know, whatever the emotion is, understand that that's not in your control. It doesn't, it and it, don't let it in. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's, it's their stuff. Let them own it. If they're angry, if they're upset, if they're set, whatever they're feeling, let them own it and, and allow, it's important even in a relationship for you not to take that on because you know, yes, you can be empathetic to where somebody else is, but the minute that you take that on or try to heal or fix it yourself, you're going to now, you're going to take the, the lesson and the gift away from them with what they need. So boundaries are such a big, 
are such a big part of relationships. I could just go on and on and on about this. But just keep in mind that you, you cannot change where anybody else is. You can only change how you show up. Um, and you can't change how they show up. Nor can you take it personally. Because the minute you take it personally, you've let it in your space. Does that make sense? Um, I feel like I have this conversation with so many of my clients. <laughs> Boundaries are such a big deal. Um, uh, okay, so um, show up, provide reciprocity. You know, again, I hear this a lot from people. Well, I did this and I did this and, you know, they're not doing this back. Well, they don't have to. It's not their job. Just because you know, you took the, did you know took this effort, or you said this thing, or you did this thing for them. It doesn't mean they have to do it back. You know, I I hear this reciprocity thing hap, come. It's a lot busier in the world now with the imbalance, and here I think it comes down to men and women and. Women have become more independent, therefore men have gotten very used to this very independent woman, so that now these expectations come in to a relationship of, I've done this for her and this for her, I've taken her on three dates, I've spent money on her and she's not offered to pay anything or she's not doing anything. You know, where did this tit for tat come in? Do what you want to do and nothing beyond that right? And have no expectation for what they did or didn't do. Um, and this is about what you can't change. Where somebody comes, where somebody shows up and what their values are in regards to that, you're not going to change that. It's not about you. It's not about a woman using you because she didn't take you out to dinner the fourth date, right? I mean, I just, I feel like this is a, a, a valid conversation as well, is that you know, what you, what you can't make somebody else do is believe those values that you believe about what that pecking order should be on dates. Um, does that sound stupid, Ziggy? I mean, you're a guy. Do I, you get what I'm saying? Well, I think to me, and I do get what you're saying, I think to me the biggest thing is with, with the reciprocity thing, um, like you can't expect someone to automatically know that you are wanting them to yes. return the favor. Like if you don't have an explicit conversation about that, they don't know that that is an expectation that you have. You have to be able to set to maturely set expectations and have those conversations. Thank if, you. If you don't have those conversations, you're expecting them to read your mind. You're yeah, you're you're in your own head about it the whole time. And you're going to put yourself in a bad mood, and that's going to sour everything. Yeah, yeah, because you your expect your expectations that you didn't say didn't get met. So, good job, Ziggy. That's a really good thought. Um, Trent said, "Agree, expect nothing." Uh, Jim says, "Keeping score." Yeah. Um, I could talk about things we can't make anybody else do. Keep your scoreboard, right? So, if you've got this scoreboard, you've got this list. How's anybody else going to know that, as Ziggy said, unless you communicate it, right? And that's a perfectly good conversation. If you're one of these modern guys, you know, and I, and I say that, I'm not, I'm really not trying to, because to each his own, I feel like I have a very conservative audience, and I, I also have a very conservative, successful audience. Um, women that watch this show 
are not on here to find men to uh, use. They're looking for love. And um, I think that there is a model out there of men feeling um, used for you know, things. And, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to put you down on this, but guys, if that's what you expect, if you want a woman to pay for something or whatever, tell her, tell her that that's what you like, that that's what you feel is fair or whatever. And then let her make the decision whether that's a place where she wants to be, um, or, or it shows her how she can participate and do her part, right? Because she wants to, I promise you, if she likes you, she wants you, wants to, she just doesn't know what you're thinking and what you expect. So don't expect anything without communicating it. Uh, uh, Jamie says, you should, you should do from the heart unconditionally with no expectations. Don't do it exactly, Jamie. Don't do it if you don't want to do it. You know, don't spend the money if you don't want to spend the money. Um, don't, just don't, don't. Um, that way you don't. Um, you don't put, let, you don't let somebody down or they don't let you down. A lot of men say it's unfair. Um, let me put my glasses. <laughs> I'm a little blind. Uh, Maribel says a lot of men say it's unfair to have to pay for everything when dating. I hear that too. Um, I want a man to make an effort to be a provider. I want to contribute to things we do together in a relationship. I paid for dinner when I'm not expected to do so. It actually says wham. I can see that, but she meant when. <laughs> I do the typos all the time. Um, I paid for dinner when I've expected not to do so. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it is. I, I will say women want to contribute. They want to do their part, but women also want to be courted and they want to let a man lead. So this is a whole other conversation sprouted from all of this, which we tend to always get here. But um, what you can't do in a relationship is, and what you can't control is how other people feel and what they want. So if you want something, if something is important to you, communicate it, right? Um, assume that the other party is in it and wants to make you happy too, right? Super important. Instead, people leave bitter because they feel like they didn't get what they wanted or what they felt like they were supposed to get instead of communicating to that person what they wanted. Um, and let me step back in here again. If, if you're not able to communicate your expectations on something as simple as who's going to pay for dinner, right? how are you going to be able to communicate your expectations for something important like uh, children or any number of things that come up in a relationship? If, if you from the jump can't have something that simple of a conversation, yeah. I think that that says a lot about the relationship in general, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. No, you are spot on. Ziggy is spot on today. Um, he's been doing his homework. He was ready for today's show. <laughs> um, so um, I'm going to move along because I did get kind of on one of my rants, but this just seems that, that expectations there and you just can't, you can't expect somebody to read your mind, everybody. I mean, they don't know who you are, what you want, which kind of leads me into the next topic, which is about, um, you also can't expect somebody um, to be open, vulnerable, or affectionate, right? So everybody has their own level of, of how they come into things, whether you're you know, if you're a touchy person, if you're affectionate, if you're very verbally expressive, um, 
if you're able to have a level of um, depth in your conversations, if you're comfortable uh, uh, quickly talking about things that some people are uncomfortable with, we all come in in a different place. And some, like, I've seen people, and I've had couples, like, one was super affectionate, and their love language was physical touch, yet they married somebody who didn't like physical touch at all, didn't like to be touched at all, because they weren't touched, right? They weren't touched as children, they weren't touched ever, so they didn't, they weren't comfortable with physical touch. You're not going to change that. The only thing it's going to do, if that's your love language, is make you feel unloved, unwanted, and I, I, I can't even tell you about the amount of conversations I have with people that are in relationships trying to force them to work when the person is clearly different, just different. The way they communicate, their level of communication, their ability to communicate, their level of comfortability with, um, with, the, with the deeper things, with, you know, being vulnerable, uh, physical touch, you're not going to change those things. I mean, you can make some, you can, you can force, try to force it out of somebody. You can try to force somebody to be more expressive and to, but trying to push them into a place where they're uncomfortable. And it's a very fine line because some boundaries you need to cross and some you don't. Um, and that's a fine line, but trying to make somebody more, more of what you want them to be versus who they are isn't fair. Um, my very favorite quote of all times, and it will always be because it, it encompasses so much, is that we have to find people that love like we do. We can't expect, find somebody and then think we can mold them to love us the way we want to be loved, right? Um, so it, it's, 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 it is what it is, right? And it, it shows up in so many ways. You've got to find somebody that communicates the way that you communicate. You've got to find somebody that um, is affectionate in the same way that you're affectionate. You, if you're a person of depth, you better find somebody that's got a level of depth or it's not going to work. You can't force somebody to go deep when they, I promise you, some people can't. They just can't. There's nothing there. It blows my mind because this is what I do for a living and I can usually dig stuff out of people. There's some people, there's nothing to dig that just, it, it goes this far. It's crazy. I mean, it, 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 it's true and, and you're not going to change that. So, uh, so accept what you can about them and understand there's some things you can't change. Uh, Maribel has wrote again. Let's see. Maribel, I take note of the behavior and voice what I like. Good. Uh, we went on a trip where he paid for the plane tickets and I played for the food. Okay. Did you guys talk about that beforehand? I'm curious. Um, uh, and I don't, and how long were you dating? And see, so I think, I think so much of that needs to be communicated, right? Because I think of the fact that you bring an old-fashioned woman that's used to being courted, and man, I hate to, I'm showing my age with that word, but um, that's a woman that isn't, that wouldn't be expressive in that way, that would be like, I'm going to let him do this. This is what he wanted to do, unless you talked about it beforehand. It's so important that you communicate. 
I mean, seriously. And then there's these modern women that are like, we're going to go have Z's, you know, I'm going to pay half of everything. And ladies, if that's where you want to go, then go there, you know, but better find a guy that wants to go there because you're not, it's not going to work if you go on a date with a guy that wants to, that wants to pay, that wants to be the leader, that wants to court you. And then you offer to pay for the date. He's going to go, well, she doesn't like me. She just wants to be a friend because she's offering to pay for the date. So you got to be on the same page as that. It's a weird deal. Um, such a, so complicated. We could go into that. Uh, for a long time. Ron says a Southern boy with gen, uh, genuine intentions should pay without feeling um, like he has ownership of the person's time or their life. Woo, Ron, that was good and deep. I like that. They use ownership of the person's time or their life. Um, yeah, no, I love that. I, I do. And I do tend to think that um, that chivalry thing uh, tends to be a little bit more Southern. Um uh, and, and we're raised with it or we're not, right? Uh, so that's always a good way to, to kind of gauge somebody too, by the way, if you're dating, is to find out how somebody was raised. Have them tell you about their mom and their dad. And um, you'll tend to see those girls, women that had fathers that, you know, were very chivalrous, that treated them like ladies, even from a young age, and opened their doors, and you're not going to lift that and do that, and, you know, maybe coddled them a little bit. They're going to be more the girls that are going to want that in a man, in a relationship. Not expect that, but want that, because that was how they were loved, and it's natural. Um, but a woman that didn't get that may not even know how to accept that. So knowing where somebody came from, and that that's vice versa too. A man with his uh, with his father, but a man's relationship with his mom, ladies. Um, very key questions to ask. What was your relationship with your mom? How how close was he with his mom? What was that about? Because that's going to influence a lot of how you. Um, how you relate to him and how he relates to you and, uh, and what he sees your role as. Uh, Jim says, how do you feel about two people who have very different levels of self-esteem? Oh, wow. It's crazy. We were just talking, I was just talking to somebody else about that today. Uh, she was telling me that she has zero tolerance for it. Um, she's not, she says she refuses to spend her time building up somebody else's self-esteem. Um, can't say that I blame her. Um, I, it's not yours to fix, Jim. <laughs> so I guess that's how I feel about it too. If somebody doesn't feel good about themselves, they're really not equipped to be in a relationship in general. Um, it's not your job to get them to a point of feeling better about themselves. And I can assure you that they're not going to be a good partner if they don't feel good about themselves. So if we don't love ourselves, we can't love somebody else. So if somebody's got low self-esteem, they need to work on that before they get in a relationship with you or anybody else. Um, it's, it's just not going to fly. Because why? Because then they'll be completely dependent on you to continue to build their self-esteem. And I promise you at some point you're going to get tired of it. Um, so yeah. And Jim says people need to complete themselves. Correct. I'm with you. Um, okay. Set boundaries with family, friends. Um, where are we on time? Oh dear. This has gone fast. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to try to, uh, stop my rants. Okay. Um, this is a big one too. Uh, it doesn't, again, 
could be dating, relationship, or married, somebody's family is their family. <laughs> um, and if they don't have boundaries with their family, I promise you, you're not going to be able to teach them to have boundaries with their family. They come the way they come, right? You're not going to change that. The only thing that's going to happen is if they don't have healthy boundaries with their family, with their ex-husband or their ex-wife, with their children, with their friends, with you, they're not going to have healthy boundaries in a relationship. So um, they're not... You're gonna you're gonna drive yourself crazy. We've all been there. Um, we've all been there. Again, based on what people value, based on the, their health and and what boundaries they were given that they learned or don't have, um, you're not going to get them to change those things. So, if somebody really values their friendships and they they've been doing. Let's just say, I mean, I know a lot of you guys, I love it though. It's really cool. But maybe like you guys have these golf trips. I hear about you guys doing these golf trips with your friends from like high school on or college on, whatever. Super cool. Keep doing those. But some people have these trips that they have with their friends and they may have, you know, 15 of them during the year. Well, no, we go to, you know, where I'm going to Cabo with my friends. I'm going to do this with my friends. I'm going to go do this you're not going to change that. If what they value is their friendships, then you have to you have to understand that you're going to probably come in a close second, hopefully, to that. But you have to accept it for that. Don't battle for a space in somebody's life, whether it's their family, their kids, whatever. You know, people need to have healthy boundaries and healthy um, healthy. Uh, relationships with everybody and, and be able to uh, balance all of that. And if they can't, the only thing you're going to do is fight with that. So you can't control what somebody else values and where they put their time and energy and where they choose to. That's okay. That's what they choose. Love them for that. That's where they are. And that's a key, this is a key thing in all of this too, is as you're getting to know somebody and you're in a relationship with somebody and you start learning about them and you see the things that don't work, right? These things that they're that you can't change. You have to, you have to accept that that's who that person is. I mean, in a nutshell, all of these things you have to look at and go, this is who this person is. Even if it's something that you, you know, that isn't healthy. I mean, I, I, you know, somebody that cheats, somebody that has addictions, that is an alcoholic or a drug abuser, nothing you do is going to change that. I mean, you could be some great influence in their life and love them to pieces, but love's not going to change their behavior, they will change their behavior if they want to. So you just have to accept that that's where they are. They want to do drugs. They want to be an alcoholic. They want to, they want to, you know, uh, participate in this reckless, unhealthy behavior, but that's their life. They have the right to do that. It's not for you to say, it's for you to decide whether you are going to participate or not. I hope that makes sense because it really encompasses kind of everything that we've uh, kind of talked about today. Um, and Deb says, you'll never win those battles. You won't. You won't ever win. Um, so 
don't expend your energy time into that because all you'll do is number one, leave frustrated and number two, kind of leave beaten up. Some of you that get out of these relationships with people that have bad habits um, or don't put you first or any of these things that we've talked about, you tend to leave beaten up and in in feeling um, neglected and abused a little bit. And the longer you go on with people that don't meet you where you're at and that you're not compatible with and that yeah, all of that, then you're going to build up resentment over time and those relationships fall apart. And that's when you end up in pieces afterwards versus going in whole, remaining whole, accepting people for who they are. And if they're not what you want, moving on and past that. Um, I hate to say this, but um, let me take a sip here. My throat's a little dry. I hate to say this because I'm a big I'm a big proponent of marriage and committed relationships. Um, I, I'm a big commitment person. However, you may find that I mean people do they tend to fi- sometimes find that they're in a marriage even with somebody that they're not compatible with and they didn't know it when they were younger. They didn't know it when they met them. And as time has gone and as vulnerabilities have opened up. And as we see clearer, we see that they're not for us. And trying to beat your head against a wall to change that, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm all in for working on it. I am. I mean, you know that about me. But if they're not, if the person's not the same, if, they, if they're, that's not what they value, if it's not who they are, don't don't pull yourself in a direction where you now are abused in a sense because you're trying to fix something that can't be fixed because you can't fix somebody who doesn't want to change or can't change or isn't, you know, doesn't feel a need to change. Make sense? Um, okay. So, uh, I know we need to kind of wrap this up. Um, uh, okay. Um, and then, I guess I'm going to just do this last one. We also can't force somebody to meet our needs. And this is just a big one. This is just a big, big, big one. Dating, relationships, doesn't matter. It's not somebody else's job to meet your needs. It's your job to meet your needs. Uh, A partner is, is icing on the cake. So if you can't make yourself happy, if you're not happy on your own, Without somebody else, you don't need anybody else in your life until you are. And I, I, I know that hits a lot of buttons for people because I, so many people that say that they need a relationship in their life, their life isn't, you know, worth anything or it's not complete without somebody else. It needs to be complete. They need you to be complete so that they can come in complete And then even two complete people have things to work on together. I mean, there's still a lot of work to do even with two complete people. But at least when people are complete, they can openly communicate about what they need. They can openly talk and discuss, um, you know, uh, I don't want want to say expectations loosely, but those kind of things, anything that you need, you can openly discuss that. 
don't expect somebody else to meet your needs. Meet your own. Communicate to somebody else what those needs are because they're not mind readers. Please hear that, especially if you're dating. Communicate it first before you leave with resentment because you didn't get what you wanted. It's not a, we don't go into relationships to get what we want. We go into relationships to, to add to the joy and the peace and the happiness we already have in our life, right? Not to, not to somebody to create it for us. Uh, okay. Um, Darren, great to see you. Jasmine, great to see you. We're just about to, uh, we're just about to wrap this all up here. Um, so, so bottom line is we have to come into relationship whole. We can't control anything. Only thing we can control, as Martha said earlier, is ourselves. We can't control what anybody else says, does, or is, right? So know yourself, know who you are, stand confidently in that, and be willing to let something go that isn't for you. When you see it's not for you, instead of sitting and fighting and trying to make it what you want it and need it to be, let it go and find somebody that's more like you. And that is real. It's, it's a needle in a haystack. I get it. I do this for a living. It is a needle in a haystack, but, but we find our needles. We do. Um, it's, it's, it's a little bit of work and it takes time and patience and a lot of prayer, but we find our needles. So stay hopeful. Don't waste your time with people that aren't for you. Don't waste your time trying to change people to be what you want or need them to be. Just, um, just show up. Um, sorry, my phone was ringing. Just show up, uh, and accept whoever it is in your life for who they are, and then make decisions accordingly of whether that works. Uh, okay, so back to, even though we uh, we were kind of off schedule a little bit, we're back to two weeks, so I will not see you next Friday, but I'll see you the Friday after, uh, and I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Sometimes I just don't know till the day before, but, uh, but I will see you in two weeks, two Fridays from now, uh, and thank you all for being here. I love you. Um, I feel blessed to be able to, to do this with all of you um, every other week, and uh, I look forward to seeing you guys in two weeks, so have a blessed weekend. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Each show, we're going to have new topics and information. If you'd like to find out more about coaching or matchmaking, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on my Facebook page, my personal page at Jennifer Styers.